The month of February is, um, we've called it uh, Step Up, Step Out. But the plan is this. This is how it works. That if you want God to step up, you've got to step out. It's as simple as that. For God to step up, you've got to step out. So I've called tonight's message, Water Walking and Faith Crashes. Water Walking and Faith Crashes. And I want to tell you, as a believer, these go hand in hand. All right. Uh, be, there will be faith walks, and on the wall, on the walking through, there will be faith crashes. See, the the word faith is actually spelled R I S K. In other words, to be a believer that walks by faith, you've got to take some risks. You've got to have courage. You've got to step out of some things. So then when you step out, then that puts a platform for God to step up. Uh, it's an interesting thing that believers want God to move, but he's not going to move until you step out. Then God steps up. He is moved by faith. The Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please God. Not hard. Impossible. In other words, unless you're living outside of your norm or who you are, you've not embraced or allowed the Spirit of God to do great things in you or through you. If you're doing things in your own strength, then you don't need God to move on your behalf. We're not called to do things in our own strength. We're to do things beyond our own strength, and then we need God to move. That's why we have to step out for Him to step up. Let's read from the book of Matthew tonight, chapter 14, verse 25. And it says this, now on the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. (laughs) And when the disciples saw him walking in the sea, they were troubled. And they cried out, it's a ghost. (laughs) I I so love Jesus. He's so nice. If that had been me walking on the water and they'd cried out, it's a ghost, I would have been, but that's why he's Jesus. And uh, they, they're walking on the water. They cried out. They're fearful. They're not sure who it is. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Be of good cheer. It's I. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it's you, command me to come to you on the water. Be careful what you ask God. <laughs> so he said, Come. <laughs> you ask God to walk. Well, then come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous or loud or wild, he was afraid and beginning to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said, Oh, ye of little faith, why did you doubt? Water walking, faith crashes. Water walking always includes faith crashes. Wow, look at Peter. Man, he's walking on the water. You go, boy. You Where is he? Google, 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 Google. I mean, where is he? As soon as you start on the journey of faith, there are going to be water walking moments interrupted by faith crash moments. And so we see, we see Peter get out of the boat. He jumps out of the boat and he starts to walk. And be assured, be assured, you can't walk on water. Peter wasn't walking on water. He was walking on the Word of God on the water. You can't walk. You've got to work on something supernatural. He was walking on the world. It's like there was a big, you know, like, come, C-O-M-E, written on the water. He jumps out of the boat, lands on the sea, takes his eyes off Jesus, falls right through the middle of the O. And the good news is, though, in a water-walking moment or a faith crash, Jesus is always there to, ha- to give you a helping hand. 
See, it wasn't the end of Peter. He just asked for Jesus to help him. He just said, Jesus, help me. And Jesus lifted him back up. At least Peter had the sense to ask for help. At least he had the sense to reach out to Christ in the middle of his moment. Some people don't even realize they're sinking. Oh, this is water. No big deal. Too proud to ask for help. They are, they are sitting at the bottom of life with coral, coral growing all over them, declaring, I did it my way. You know, there's a, there's, a, there's a sense of, to me, that as a believer, we're not about doing things our way. We're about doing things his way. It's not about being able to do things in our own strength. Anybody can do that. It's about doing things in his strength. It's not over because your faith crash. It's not over because it doesn't go exactly to plan. It doesn't, it doesn't matter that you fail or fall along the way. Listen, Peter went on to be the first leader of the first church in history. Just because he fell at the moment of water walking wasn't the end of his journey. So when you step out, and it doesn't, and it doesn't go exactly according to plan, don't give up or give in. Don't pull back because it didn't work the first. Don't, you know the saying in Australia is don't spit the dummy. Don't sp- spit the dummy when it doesn't work. You know, in America, it's a funny thing. In America, they don't call it a dummy. They call it a pacifier. And it just doesn't cut it, Rick, when you say spit the pacifier. It just doesn't <laughs> sound the same. Spit the pacifier. It's funny over there, their words are so different. Uh, over here, when we say, you know, let's, can I nurse your baby? That means give it a, a cuddle or a hug. But in America, when you say, can I nurse your baby? It means, can I breastfeed your baby? So Lee got some really funny looks <laughs> when she wanted to nurse somebody's baby. Faith crashes are a part of water walking. And the reason people don't jump out of their boat, they're scared that it won't work. And on the journey, sometimes the water doesn't hold. Sometimes the word doesn't line up in place. Sometimes you miss the O and fall down through the center of it. I remember the first time I prayed for somebody in a public meeting. I was so confident. And I said, he was praying for his back and he was at the front. And I was in front of everybody, I said, so how's your back feeling right now? He looked at me, squinted eyes and said, it's worse. <laughs> Which really wasn't great for my confidence or leadership credibility right there and what if I'd quit then? You know, man, that didn't work. I remember in a few weeks' time, I was praying for somebody again and out the front and, uh, uh, you know, you say, in the name of Jesus. And by mistake, I said, be healed in the name of Satan. And um, <laughs> and he got healed. I No, I'll just get out of here. What if I'd spat the dummy? What if you'd given up because you had a few faith crashes on the journey of water walking? You know, I look back at those and now I look what has happened since that beginning, that, that wild beginning of failure and miserable and, and, uh, and just being out there and trusting God and not going exactly according to plan. And I see what's taken place since then. See, if you want to walk on the water, every now and then you're going to fall through the, fall through the O. 
every now and then the water's not going to hold, not going to exactly work out the way you planned it. I remember, man, I, was, uh, I, was, I didn't give up. I, I'm stubborn like that. I said, I'm going to keep praying for people. I'm going to keep believing God. I was in uh, Papua New Guinea doing some crusades. And uh, there's a big crowd and, and uh, we were praying for the sick. And I saw this guy walk in. He was on crutches and uh, he came to the front and uh, I saw that he was having trouble walking. So I, I bent down and started to pray for his legs and he fell over under the power of God. Um, and then we kept going, praying for other people. Then I started to, to minister, to speak and preach. And then I noticed he, that man, had got up and he was walking around without his crutches. He was totally like healed. So I, I said, bring him up. Let, let him testify to the power of this guy. And I'm saying, this is what I'm saying to the crowd. This man came to this meeting lame. And Jesus has healed his legs. And the pastor who was next to me, the, the New Guinea pastor, tapped me on the shoulder and he said, Pastor Mark, I said, yes. He said, he wasn't lame. And I said, what do you mean he wasn't lame? He was blind. <laughs> he was blind. This man came to the meeting blind tonight. And I prayed for his knees and God healed his eyes. Who knows you can't take any credit for that? That has to be God. A deflection. You've got to understand that God wants to heal people more than you do. If you want God to step up, you've got to step out. I prayed for a guy in... And um, Missouri, just recently, his hand was twisted like a, a microphone holder. It was stuck there, Sam. He couldn't do it. We, we called him the craw. Um, uh, and, uh, and, and I prayed for him. He said, I've had three surgeries. They can't fix it. And I said, come on, let's pray again. And I said, I grabbed him by the wrist and said, in Jesus' name, be healed. And that hand came totally loose and was totally healed. See, what if I'd stopped on the bad back? You know, what if I'd given up on the, oh, I'm praying for the knees and the eyes get healed? I was in a church just recently, and a lady came up to me. She said, Pastor Mark, she said, you won't remember me, but 12 years ago, you spoke in a church in Minnesota, and I was there. My husband was with me at the time, and uh, he was bipolar. Uh, he'd been bipolar all his life. I, I said, she said, I want you to know that you prayed for him that night, and he's been healed ever since 12 years later. He was healed of bipolar. <laughs> you've got you've to get over the faith crashes. And completely trust that God's going to lift you up when you fall it down. It's going to be okay. Can you imagine a one-year-old child trying to learn to walk, giving up? Oh, I'm sick of that. I've fallen over 17 times. The kid goes, I'm done. I'm like, looks at his parents, I'm done. I'm giving up. Well, you imagine a parent looking at their one-year-old child and going, look, if you fall over again, you're crawling for the rest of your life. One more, that's it, you're done. You're just going to crawl. Imagine they gave up because they fell over. Man, you'd have to change everything. There wouldn't be drive through McDonald's. There'd be crawl through McDonald's. The whole world would be crawling instead of walking. A part of stepping out is to fall over. A part of stepping out is to fall over. The best way not to fail is don't do anything. The best way not to fail is don't do anything. Do you know Edison, who was the man who invented the light bulb, he failed 9,000 times before he got it to work. And he changed the world forever because he didn't give up. Philippians chapter 3, 
verses 13 through 15. These are the powerful words that Paul speaks to us as believers. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended. There's one thing I do. I forget those things that are behind. I forget those things. man. Those faith crashes, I'm letting them go. Those things that didn't work out like I thought, I'm letting it go. I'm not remembering those things. Behind, I reach forward to the things that are ahead. I press toward the goal of the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, let us, as many as mature, look what it says. And many people don't preach this last verse, but as many as are mature, let them have this mind. If you want to be a, a, a solid, mature believer, then you've got to learn to let go of the things of the past and look, reach forward to the things that God has in front of you. Faith crashes are a part of water walking journeys. You're going to have some failures along the way. It's not going to go the way you plan. Let go of the past, press on, move forward. Old Chinese saying, the turtle only makes progress when he sticks his neck out. I love that laugh, whoever's laughing. The miracle of Jericho in the Old Testament happens. Why? Because Joshua stepped out. Then the walls fell down. He didn't, he didn't try and work out how the walls were going to fall down. I have a trouble with believers today that cannot take the Word of God as is and question why it should work like that. We're not called to have an opinion about the Word of God. We're called to obey the Word of God. It's not about what I think should happen or how does that really take place or I don't like the way that wall falls down. No, no, no. It's about obeying God, stepping out. When you step out, then God steps up. Paul and Silas escaped from jail by means of an earthquake. You know the story? They were stripped. They were beaten. They were thrown into the bottom of a horrific jail. And you know what they did? (laughs) You You know what they decided to do? They started to praise God when there was no reason for it. They started to step out because they needed God to step up. So they started to ring out a tune. Movers of mountains, rubbers of graves. They started to sing out a tune, the Bible says. And the Bible says that that tune's caused it. You know, and I think this is how it took place is that the Bible says the earth is God's footstool. They got God singing and a tap in his foot. And the earthquake took place and they had freedom. In other words, they had to step out for God to step up. The miracles don't happen inside our boat. They happen when we step past our inferiority, our security, our insecurity, those things. They happen there. The miracle of Peter walking on the water would have never happened if Peter had stayed in the boat. And the truth is, (laughs) you and I have all sorts of boats we're sitting in. Some have boats of insecurity, boats of mediocrity, boats of fear, boats of complacency, boats of ignorance, boats of comfort. And it's when we decide to step out of these things that God can step up. You'll never know what is possible until you step out of your boat, whatever it is, your fear, your insecurity. You know, when I grew up as a a young person, my greatest fear in life wasn't spiders or heights. It was speaking in front of people. My greatest fear in life. If I had to do some sort of lecture at school, I was sick that day, whether I was or I wasn't, it didn't matter. I wasn't there. I remember my wedding day so clearly because I was so fearful that I had to give a speech at my wedding. That's what I remember about my wedding day. That I had to give a speech at it. 
I was so fearful of the context of, 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 of speaking in front of people that when I was a, a manager in a very big company, I was their most successful star, up-and-coming star. I was breaking all the records in the company, the whole thing. They got the, the best of the best together and they said, Mark, we need you to speak to them. That was a big mistake. I got up there, I had a white, who remembers whiteboards? No, no, who remembers the, the pointers that you had in your pocket that would extend to point to the whiteboard? And I got up there and I looked at the whiteboard and my mind just turned off. I stood there in front of that crowd of successful people with nothing to say. It went on and on. It was sort of like... Now, it started like that, a few nervous laughs, ha, ha, ha. But then nothing happened. I just stood there. Somebody had to come up and take me by the arm and take me back to my seat. I whispered under my breath. I wasn't a Christian at the time. I whispered under my breath, I will never talk in front of people ever again. And you know, the first time I had to do that, man, it, it broke. I had to step out of my boat. As a matter of fact, God tricked me into preaching. It was a trick. You are a trickster. But I want to tell you, what if I had stopped? What if I would given up? What if I hadn't said, you know what, I'm going to break through. I'm going to step out of my boat of insecurity, my boat of fear. I'm going to step out of that thing. And look what happened. The water held. And here we are 30 years later with nine campuses around the world, 9,000 people knowing Jesus Christ, rescue homes in Cambodia, man, conferences all over the place. Because I prepared to step out of my boat above my fear, out of my boat of insecurity. It's when we decide to step out of these things that God turns up. Miracles happen outside of your boat. If you want God to step up, you've got to step out. If you want to see what you've got, push away from the shore. Well, what if it doesn't work? I know that. Faith is a risk. There's no doubt about that. But it's not gambling. People say to me, Pastor Mark, is gambling sin? I said, no, it's just stupid. I said, look what the casinos have and look at your house. Who's winning out of this? It's fairly obvious who's winning. The difference between gamble and risk are the odds. That's the difference. See, there's a fine line between faith and fantasy. A fine line. Faith has risks attached to it, but it hasn't got the odds stacked against you. That's why the Bible says we go from glory to glory to glory to glory. It doesn't go glory. It goes from glory to glory. Faith is a step out of the boat. It's not a jump off a building. It's not going somewhere you've got no faith for. It's a risk, but it's not a gamble. 
So when you risk something, sometimes it doesn't go exactly according to plan. And the truth is, there are times when you don't float, when it doesn't go exactly your way, when there is a gap between what the Word of God says and your experience. When I pray at the beginning of a service or when we pray for people and we hear about that person getting healed uh, of their hearing, I get excited. But in my heart also goes to that person that was believing for their healing and it never happened today. And we're going, you're going to get healed. And they go, yeah, well, and, oh, they got healed again. They, they got healed. Well, what about me? You see, the whole point of being a believer is that faith's going to take you to some places that are not going to always work out exactly what the Word of God says. It doesn't mean it's finished. It doesn't mean it's over. It doesn't mean it's never going to happen. It's just not your moment now. And you've got to decide, will I believe God again or will I just give up on the whole thing? You've got to start to realize that if you want to walk on the water, there are going to be some faith crashes along the way. And to allow God to build you in that time. Faith crashes are just a part of the faith journey. The faith journey is an external action triggered by an internal belief. And as we work this out, as we work this through, we're going to miss it sometimes. It's not going to happen every time. So don't be scared of faith crashes. They are not the end. God is with you. It's not over because it didn't work exactly. It's not over because you didn't get your healing today. It's not over because you didn't get your breakthrough today and somebody else did. It's not over. It's just a part of the faith journey. Look what God says in Psalm 37, verse 24. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. Though he fall, though it doesn't go exactly to plan, though your prayer didn't have power that time, because then when you trusted God there and it didn't work that time, man, though you fall, he shall pick you up. Just like Peter God lifts and upholds us with his hand. Failure is not the end as long as we don't stay down or give up. As long as we don't stay down or give up. If we keep going, we keep growing. If we keep going, we keep growing. Remember the uh, Rockies movies in the 80s? I mean, I, might, I mean, it was so famous and it wasn't because of the witty lines or the really sharp plot. Adrian. No, it was all because of a guy got beat up so bad. Look, he looked like he'd been in a car accident and then he stood back up again. So all the thing was built around. Oh, there he goes again. Oh, look, he's back up. They knock, he's, oh, there he is again. He's up. That why, that's why those movies were so famously powerful, all because somebody didn't stay down. There is no one the devil fears more than somebody who won't stay down, <laughs> that won't give up. Every time the devil sees somebody like that, he twitches. Because why? It reminds him of what happened 2,000 years ago when he said he'd kill the Son of God. You're dead. I killed you. I stopped you. But the Son of God got back up again and stripped the devil of the keys of hell and death. And no power was then evermore. He couldn't keep Jesus down. What God is an expert is, is this thing called resurrection. Things that were dead, he brings them back to life. And the devil fears nobody that Nobody likes somebody who won't stay down. The devil fears resurrected people. People that won't give up, no matter what he does to them. People that should have been stopped. People that have failed. 
People, yet they got back up again. People who were abused and cast aside, and yet God ended their lives. People, they, well, they just would not give up. Man, they were gone. They were addicted. They were lost. They were angry. They were full of hate. They were worthless. But now they have resurrection life inside of them, and they got back up again. And they got out of their boat again and said, God, I'm going again. Now I'm filled with resurrection life. Nothing upsets a graveyard more than a good resurrection When the dead comes back to life, when the devil looked at you and said, you're done, and you looked back at him and said, not this time, and you stood back up and said, I'm going to believe God again. No, I haven't had my healing yet, but I'm believing God again. I haven't had that breakthrough yet, but I'm believing God again. No, the devil fears nobody like that person. Micah chapter 7 verse 8 says it like this. Do not rejoice over me, my enemy. Because when I fall, I will arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord will be a light unto me. Don't, don't rejoice over me, enemy. You might think you have me, but I'm not going down. God's going to take me back up again. Even in the dark places, He will be my light. Never doubt in the dark what God has promised you in the light. He's never changed His mind. Don't ever doubt in the dark what God has promised you in the light. He hasn't changed his mind. Decide not to live where God is not, in fear and unbelief and negativity. Decide to live where he is, in faith and hope, love, peace and joy. Either you stay stuck in your boat of fear, insecurity, complacency and comfort, or you slip over the side and walk into possibility and adventure and purpose tonight. 2018 is about slipping over the side. I've got this, 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 this picture in my mind that the plan of the Holy Spirit this year is to drill holes in the bottom of your boats. He's going to force us over the edge. He's going to make us leave that boat. Something's going to happen that you've got no choice about. You're going to, you know, when I was going to school, we used to go to a, a, a diving tower in the middle of town, uh, Centenary Pool, and it had a 10-meter tower to jump off and we'd go there and we'd jump off that thing and, and uh, I had this friend who'd go up every time he never just could never get off the edge and you know and the worst thing wasn't that he didn't jump the worst thing was you had to walk back down the stairs and everybody going chicka chicka you know like the whole thing and we felt for him every time because he had to go down that, that walk of shame down the stairs every laughing and cow because there's no way around it you're either off or you're not you, you know you can't pretend You've got to walk back down. And this particular time, he got right to the edge. And we could see him looking. You know, and then he just one step back. And I remember one of my friends, I can't remember who it was, pushed him. <laughs> one of my friends. Ah! <laughs> Then he rose to the surface. He looked up with the biggest smile you've ever seen and went, that was awesome. Some of you need to get out of your boat. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. It might seem fearful to leave that boat of fear and insecurity, that boat of comfort, but it's going to be awesome. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20 says it like this. Now to him, God, who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, 
above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. That this God, once you jump off the end of that tower, once you slip over the side of your boat, that God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you could imagine or dream of, according to the power that He works in us. We must learn to trust God on the way down as well as the way up. Trust God in the mess as well as the end of the mess. For He is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we could ask or think. Faith crashes are just a part of the journey of water walking. I pray that City Point in 2018 will decide to take the water walking route. To see God do incredible things in us and through us. To see our city become the city of God. To see our nation become the great south land of the Holy Spirit. To not live in a generation, but to change a generation. God is well able. If you want Him to step up, all you've got to do is step out. Would you bow your heads, close your eyes tonight. Lord, I thank You right now for this moment. God, we put our trust in You. You know, though we've not seen the victory, the healing or the breakthrough, we still put our trust in You. For You are the God of the impossible. And God, we know that with You all things are possible. That You'll never leave us nor forsake us. You'll pick us up. You'll be our light in a dark place. You won't leave us. You'll be there with us and for us. And tonight, maybe you've come and maybe you're not a believer in Jesus Christ. You've never made that decision to say, you know what? I believe upon Him, Jesus, tonight, today, ever. You've never done that. Well, maybe, maybe you used to be walking with God, but life and disappointment and things got in the way. And so you went down a different track for a season, but here you are tonight and something's stirring again in your heart to recommit, reconnect with your Saviour, the King of glory. Tonight I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the greatest opportunity I could ever give a man or a woman, the possibility of being saved by believing upon Jesus Christ. His words are true and amen. And it doesn't matter what you've done or where you've been. He's not angry. He's not mad at you. He thinks you're amazing. He wants the very best for you. I don't know what situation you're going through right now. I don't know what trials and tribulations are in your future. But I do know this. The answer that you're going to need for everything you face will always start in the name of Jesus Christ. Tonight, every person needs to relate to Him, to respond to Him. He's our Creator tonight. And I love to pray with people right where you're sitting tonight. And say, you know what? I want to believe upon Jesus tonight. No, I I don't understand it all yet, but I believe tonight. I'm going to believe upon that name. The Bible says you believe that He died, that He rose again from the dead, you shall be saved. Not just saved into heaven, though that's powerful, but saved out of whatever situation you're in right now. He will love you so much. He'll squeeze you so tight, you'll become a son, a daughter of the Most High God. He'll forgive you forgive you every sin, every mistake you've ever made and remember them no more. You'll have a fresh start today. You don't have to have shame around your life. God will wash that shame away, that pain away tonight. Just respond to Him with eyes closed. Heads bowed at that. You say, you know what? I want to make a decision. I want to believe upon Him. Oh, I want to recommit and reconnect. Would you lift your hand wherever you're seated? Lift your hand. Just give me a wave. Thank you so much. That's a great decision there. Thank you there. That's a great decision there. Others tonight, just slip your hand up. We're going to pray for you. Thank you at the back, young man. That's a great decision there as well. So look one more time from the front to the back, from the left to the right. So look one more time. Is that you just give me a wave and say, you know what? Include me in that prayer tonight.
I'm about to pray for you. A prayer that will change not something, but everything. Thank you. That's a great decision there. Lord, as I looked, I saw hands go up, but I know that's not what you saw. You saw hearts, and they opened up towards you. And in that moment, the greatest miracle known to man takes place. We are loved beyond measure. We're accepted beyond belief. We're on our way to being all that you've called us to be. We find destiny and purpose, reason, to be loved by the God that created us. And I know that heaven rejoices when even one responds. When one comes back, heaven stops what it's doing and throws a party. So I know heaven rejoices for these ones right now. And God, so do we in the name of Jesus. And all the great said, amen. Let's celebrate with these people tonight. Great decisions.